Welcome back to the MLS Net Boys podcast. I'm your host, Chase, with my good friend Jacob here. How are you doing today, bud? Very good, considering it's the next day from our previous recording, and it's time for the Western Conference predictions. The best conference in MLS. I'm a little biased there, considering the fact that the Eastern Conference may have taken a leap past the West, but uh, there's some good teams still here, and... um, you know, as we've discussed in the previous podcast, we're both Timbers fans, so we're a little both biased here. But uh, let's just dive right into it. First, we're going to go into Austin FC. What are, what are your thoughts on Austin FC, Jacob? Austin took a big leap last year in terms of just their place in the standings. They were second place after not making the playoffs the previous season, and they made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals before losing to LAFC, the eventual champions. So they improved a lot, and I think... Jossie Zardes is going to be maybe a key depth, maybe even starter for them that I think will really get them over the line maybe to win a trophy. Yeah, I think the uh, the Zardes pickup is huge for them. Um, obviously, Sebastian Driussi is going to be the main guy for them this next year. I mean, he put in a shift last year, putting up 22 goals, 5 assists. Um, they have some depth. And the attacking spot now with Yurudi as that backup striker with Zardes being the presumed starter. Um, they have Rigoni on the right, Fagundes on the left. Fagundes is looking great in their preseason so far. Um, Alexander Ring in the midfield. This team's looking pretty solid and only really have improved from last year, in my opinion. And having missed out so narrowly on making the final, I think this is going to be a really galvanized team that's going to really push for something great this year. I believe they're in Champions League, too, actually. So maybe another another trophy they can contend for. Not to mention Julio Cascante, former Timbers legend. The man himself who did nothing in Portland, yet left and did so much more. Moving on, the biggest club in MLS, Colorado Rapids. That is such a lie, and you know it. Um... Uh, where do you even start with Colorado? It's it's another, to me, when I look at them, it kind of reminds me of Charlotte. There just isn't a ton of names that jump out to me that really excite me. Yet, for whatever reason, it's like the most MLS team there is. Like They just, they just surprise you every year with what they're able to pull off, and then they end up still finishing outside of the playoffs. Uh, I'm not super excited about this team. There isn't a ton of names in there that really make me think they're going to be a team that's pushing for a lot but I have a feeling about this team you know and and what they're building that they're going to be able to kind of stay from scraping the bottom of the table see I disagree with a lot I think historically the Rapids have been kind of a depressing team in the league you know fan support wasn't always there and they were kind of just not competing for a while but I think 2021 was a big year I think last year was kind of an off year but I liked a lot of their moves. They just signed today uh, an Austrian goalkeeper, I believe, who should be challenging for the number one spot. They got Gerbach, uh, a left-back signing who is Australian from a League Two squad, I believe. Uh, Ronan, midfielder from Wolverhampton. And then Kevin Cabral. Maybe he can revitalize his career. I, lo- I see big things from Colorado. I I do like the Cabral signing, but other than that, I mean... I don't know. There, I, I guess I just disagree. There isn't a ton here that makes me feel like this team is going to be pushing for a playoff spot. Um, but that is as much time as I want to spend on Colorado, so let's move on to the next team we have here with FC Dallas. What are your, what are your thoughts on FC Dallas? FC Dallas had a good year last season. Third in the West, uh, made it to the conference semifinals and lost to Austin, but no shame there. And I think Dallas is another team who's just only improving, honestly. They've got Ferreira, Alan Velasco, Ariola, um, and then their two most forward midfielders, Paxson Pomical, Sebastian Legette. And I think it's just a solid team all around. The only concern is losing Matt Hedges for me, but they got Sebastian Ibiaga, uh, former NYCFC and LAFC defender. So. I don't know. I think they go up, honestly. I think they're kind of hovering around the same spot. Maybe maybe not actually overtaking Austin or LAFC, but I think top three or top five is definitely achievable. See, I, I agree with you on a lot of what you said there, but I 
don't feel like this team is going to be pushing for top three. I think last year, I mean, purely just from what I've seen from them, um, not looking at any underlying numbers, but I feel like they overperformed. Um, they don't seem like they're on the same level as like an Austin FC. Uh, they just don't seem like they're really pushing for like a top spot. I really like some of the guys in their team, but I'm not really impressed with like Ferreira up top. He had an amazing season last year. But the year before that, he just, I don't know, man. He just doesn't, he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's going to pull off two really high goal scoring years, two, two years in a row. And um, I think he's going to have a decline and it's going to affect their whole team. And I, I just don't see them pushing for a top spot in the West. Not a Jesus Ferreira guy, huh? No, he did not impress me whatsoever with the World in Cup. In Qatar? In Qatar, he was. All right, and also quick mention: Marco Farfan had a great breakout season. Timbers legend, former Timbers legend, Gresham High School alumni. I think that's. I'm excited to see him next season too. How about Houston Dynamo? Oh, Houston Dynamo! Why on earth would you sign Ben Olsen as your coach? That guy needs to be just relegated to like D two MLS YouTube Studio analyst. <laughs> I think he's like an NCAA Division II coach. I'm not a fan of him. I feel like he's past it as an MLS coach, but there's like still this weird old head mentality in MLS where you hire the guys who've been around the league. And I feel like he's not going to lead this team to anything great. They have the dinosaur Ache Ache in the midfield, Hector Herrera. The guy just, he looks like he's talking himself to sleep. The guy's face looks like it's falling asleep as he's running around the field. I just I don't see anything good for this team in the future. You know, I don't disagree with anything you said about Ben Olsen because I really like the rest of their moves they made. They were 13th in the West last season, only better than San Jose, which isn't saying much. But I think they're going to be a big improvement. But Ben Olsen, yeah, he's a dinosaur. I don't know why he's here, but is it very different though? You see in like the Premier League, like the Roy Hodgson's, Big Sam's, all those these old head coaches who just kind of float around and peddle for mediocrity. I don't know. Maybe we're growing as a soccer culture, but I want to look at some of their moves real quick that they made because I think they did make a lot of intriguing moves. Amin Bossi from League Two in France. I know he was a big signing for him. They got Franco Escobar from LAFC, Brad Smith from DC. Um, I believe they just signed a left back a few days ago from FC Utrecht in the Dutch League. Um, That's a good one to watch. I don't know. I feel like they improved in all the right places, but you're right. Hector Herrera, I don't know what, I don't know what that signing was about because it just hasn't worked out for him. Yeah, I don't know, man. They're just. Like I said before, this team doesn't excite me at all. I don't see them really even pushing for a playoff spot, and I don't think there's much else to say about them. So let's just let's just go ahead and move on to an actual exciting team in Los Angeles FC, last year's Supporters Shield winners and champions. Yeah, I think LAFC has established themselves as like the model MLS franchise right now. They have a great fan base, stadium good club identity and they're really ambitious too i think the only negative aspect is just if you ever play at lafc and you score a goal you're just going to get beer cans chucked at your head if you're on the pitch so i don't know yeah last season they are in fact the raiders fans of mls (laughs) yep and 67 points uh supporter shield won the mls cup with gareth bale obviously scoring that goal um but i think Big hole for them is going to be up top uh, with Christian Arango, Christian Arango leaving. And they've got great other players up there. Boenga, uh, Carlos Velo, Apoku. But it's hard to lose that many guaranteed goals in the league in MLS and not have a proven guy ready there. Yeah, I think um, LAFC is really going to miss Chicho Arango up top. and But I think this team's going to transition from Carlos Vela being the guy for them and they're going to transition to having Dennis Buanga be the big guy for them this year where he's going to be creating most of their goals most of their opportunities and then they just signed that young guy Stipe Buick 
I don't know how to say his last name, but the guy looks exciting, and I think he's going to be huge for them. And the fact that they've been able to hold on to Cifuentes in midfield is another huge, um, you know, I, w- I almost want to say pickup because it's it almost seemed certain that he was going to leave in the offseason. But the fact that they're able to hold on to him is going to be massive for them throughout the season. They lost Latif Blessing, but really when you kind of look at the quality of their midfield, he was just a role player anyway. So it's not a big loss for them. The rest of their team looks solid. They picked up Aaron Long, the center back that I felt like more teams should have been looking at. And for whatever reason, LAFC just kind of slid in and and picked up the signing without any real challenge from any other teams. Yeah, hopefully he can teach Chiellini how to defend, so that'll be nice for him. Chiellini could learn a thing or two from the weird mohawk mullet of, of Aaron Long just going in for some nice slide tackles and training. That's right. How about all the way across L.A., even so into Carson, the L.A. Galaxy? You know, I'm actually up on the L.A. Galaxy. I think this team is building something here. But I think a lot of it hinges on Ricky Puge, and I think a lot of it hinges on the minutes that uh, Jovalich has given this year. I think Jovalich was a criminally underrated player last year. And if that guy's given some time, they're going to get a lot of goals out of him. Yeah, LA Galaxy fourth place in the West last season, and then they lost in the conference semis to LAFC. But you're right. Jovalich should have gotten way more respect last season. He was lights out. Honestly, I feel like he could outperform Chicharito this year if given equivalent game time. But for me, I don't know. I just... Puig was good, but I feel like he's he's got a real target on his back now because he's been so efficient in the league. But I think the defense worries me a bit. I think they signed Chris Mavinga from Toronto FC. Just kind of confuses me a little bit because it seems like just one of Greg Vanny's guys from Toronto that he just wanted back. Maybe he's a good locker room presence, but I don't know. I, I remember seeing from a lot of Toronto FC fans that he kind of was past it. Just lost Julian Araujo officially to Barca B, so that's another hole in the team. Is like a Kevin Leardam ready to start and contribute for him? I don't think so. He kind of seems more like depth. I don't know. A lot of question marks for me with the Galaxy, but let's move on to Minnesota United. The Reynoso show, dude. This is like, I've said this before, I feel like this is Nashville light. Like, this is just... They're like Nashville, but instead of Mukhtar, they have like a B-rate version of him in Emmanuel Reynoso. There isn't a ton about this team that really excites me. They have Fragapane on the left wing there. They have, I mean, they have a solid squad all around, but there isn't like a ton there that screams out as a playoff team outside of Reynoso. And it, like I said in the last episode, you know, if you take that star guy out of the team, if something happens to him, if he gets an injury... I feel like they're going to be really hurting for those goals, and they're not going to be able to push for the playoffs. And there is something up with Reynoso. I don't know if you've been reading, but it looks like he's in legal trouble back in Argentina, and he was fined by the league for not showing up to preseason, and nobody knew where he was for a while. It was a whole ordeal. But, yeah, Minnesota last season, sixth in the West. They made the playoffs, lost in the first round of Dallas. But you're right. They've got good pieces, but none of them scream like, I don't know if I would look at anybody barring maybe Reynoso and say they're top five in their position in the league. I do respect, though, Asani Dotson, former Oregon State Beaver. I think he's been a proven good depth piece in the league, and I'm really excited to see how he ups his game this season. Respect to the Hassani Dotson. So let's move on to the next team, and the best MLS, the Portland Timbers. With a whopping one signing made this offseason. Hey, even bigger than that one signing, the sell or the, the release of Jose Van Rankin. That is, I think, the biggest news is Jose Carlos Van Rankin has left the club. He... What, what can you say about Van Rankin? He seemed like a great... Locker room morale guy. But Don't man, lie. Don't as, lie. He was terrible. As a Timbers fan, watching him contribute 
absolutely nothing in the final third. I think one goal and maybe like three assists over like two seasons and just getting absolutely skinned every week by just whatever pacey winger you pick. Just I remember we went to the Seattle game uh, at Lumen Field in Seattle and just watching whether well, it was Jordan Morris and whoever it was, anybody who had a little bit of pace, just blowing by Jose Carlos Van Rankin. All the best to him, though. The man looked like he forgot he was a professional footballer every time he stepped on the field. What if he's listening? Or is I could care less. Anyways, moving on to the the actual Timbers players and the squad we have now. The big signing of Evander, club record signing. Um, but that's it. The only signing that we've made. And, you know, with that being said, when you kind of look at the attack, and you look at the pieces we have, we don't really need much more in the attack. Evander is kind of that last missing puzzle piece that we need to really help kind of spring the attack. I think he'll start feeding balls through to guys like Santi Moreno, Jimmy Chara, um, Nias Goda up top. Um, when you look at our striker spot, a lot of people are saying the Timbers need a TAM striker. I kind of disagree. I think we have enough pieces there to fill in. Um, I think the spot that we're really missing in is center back yeah i agree and portland eighth place just missed out on the playoffs last season but i think you're right i think nia's Goda and felipe mora it's just been injury trouble with them but when they're fully healthy i think they've shown they both can contribute but yeah evander can be the new diego valeri i feel like and then santi moreno can be like another great contributor kind of how like how we had valeri and blanco before because i don't even see blanco starting um anymore i see him more as a super sub but you're right center back looks really thin especially with bill tuiloma uh just traded to charlotte um and then i feel like another good fullback could really pay some dividends for portland see i i feel like our fullback spots are pretty stacked right now with uh with claudio bravo on the left i would rank him you know top five for left backs in mls and then Mascara kind of being that unproven. He didn't get much time last season, but looking at him in the preseason so far and then hearing what a lot of front offices are saying about him across the league, he doesn't look like he's going to stick around long. Um, So I I think he'll be really huge for us this year. It's just aside from him, our depth in Pablo Bonilla, I'm not super sold in. I mean, that guy just seems like an Alvis Powell with a little bit more touch on the ball. I was going to say, the starters, yeah, look great. It's just if they if they both go down, and I think right now Claudio Bravo is injured actually out about a few weeks, so I think Justin Rasmussen or Bonilla is going to get the start, but I don't see them quite as starters in the league right now. But moving on to Rail Salt Lake from Utah. Rail Salt Lake, the team that I feel like they just – take all the criticism from every other team around the league and they just use it to galvanize the squad. I swear they just like have a TV in their locker room where they just put up hate comments and it just like invigorates this team to do well because I look at their squad every year and I swear they're just going to drop down to the bottom of the league and they just pull off just they just pull some like tricks out of their ass and I don't know where it comes from. Yeah, it seems like a USL championship ship squad to me every time I see it. But, yeah, somehow they're always pulling something out of the bag. They made the playoffs last season, lost a thriller to Austin in the first round, though. But let's look at their squad real quick. They've got Silva and Glad, decent center back pairing, honestly. Um, Demir Krylak should be back and healthy. I know he missed pretty much all of last season. Jefferson Savarino, Justin Merrim, both great wingers. Um, Rubio Rabin. And then they just got Musovski, um from LAFC, I believe. But the real piece that is going to determine this team, Zach McMath. Chase, let's hear about Zach McMath. Zach McMath. I will follow that guy to the end of the earth. I wish he played for the Timbers. I wish he played in the Champions League. I love Zach McMath. I follow every fan page there is of him on Instagram, which is exactly all, all one. two of them. <laughs> I, I comment on all of their posts, which were five years ago when the, when the accounts were still active. But 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think Zach McMath has kind of come into his own in the last, you know, little twilight of his career. <laughs> Typical just B-team MLS goalkeeper who gets his, his day in the sun for his last, like, 30 games of his career. Um, but aside from him, I think Demir Krylock is going to be the guy that really orchestrates, you know, the attack and how well this team does this season. I, I agree the center back pairing of Silva and Glad will be will be solid for them, but I, I don't predict this being a playoff team. But with that being said, it's MLS and it's RSL, and it's going to be like a lights-out season for them, undoubtedly, after me saying this. And they're just going to pull off like a fourth-place finish and then win every game in the playoffs with zero shots on goal. Sounds Seattle-esque to me, but moving on to the biggest club officially in MLS, the San Jose Earthquakes. San Jose. Where do you even start with San Jose? There's, They're just such a big team. I mean, obviously I'm joking. Uh, this, this team... Largest outdoor bar in North America at their stadium respect to that you know i i love the culture around san jose the crazy old guy that comes out of the is there a culture in san jose (laughs) what is his name crazy dave crazy george man crazy dave's from plants for zombies Um, but i love the culture i i like what they're building there i really wish they would have kept uh their previous coach i don't i can't remember his name uh almada almada yeah I, he just looked like a Latino Slytherin-like headmaster <laughs> to me. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I, I like what they're building with their team. Uh, that front line of Cal Abobasi <laughs> and Espinosa, uh, definitely a team that's going to – I think Abobasi just is able to – he has a lot of really good movement in the box. And uh, I think with Espinosa coming off the right and Caden Cowell on the left, um, I think they're going to be able to feed him balls this year, and I think he's going to be able to put a lot in the back of the net. I think he's going to be pushing for that golden boot. And really, uh, I I think so. I I really like Abobasi. I like I think he's a really intelligent striker. I think he's um really lethal when he gets in those spots, and he's really good in the air. And I think if they're able to hold on to Caden Cowell throughout the season, I think um they'll be able to push for a playoff spot. That's with Caden Cowell, though, because I, I did see some rumors that AC Milan and Juventus are both looking at him, as well as a couple Premier League clubs. Um, so if he moves in the summer, I think this team is going to just definitely crash out of the playoff spots. Leaving the prestige of San Jose for Juventus, AC Milan is shameful. But, see, I think Lucci Gonzalez is the right guy. I think Almeida ran his course, and I think none of the players were bought in anymore. He was always fighting with, like, the PR and stuff. But Abobasi's a good piece for them. I don't know if he's that guy in those big moments, though. I like the Montero signing. Espinosa's a great winger. Carlos Correza was a great signing. Um, they got a new goalkeeper. And then Jonathan Mensa, I think, will be rock solid at the back. But... I, I don't know. I see a big pr- improvement from San Jose, personally. You disagree? I I do see a big improvement, actually. Um, I don't know. I think there's going to be a big hole where Tommy Thompson was. San Jose legend. I love that guy, but... Is he gone? I, I, I think he's still there. I thought he had left. I thought he had been transferred, but I may be wrong. I don't know. I believe he renewed his contract, and he's like third string right back. <laughs> Anyways, I I don't know. I think I think this team's on the up. Um, I I think it's gonna come from that front three. Um, I think Abobasi is gonna be huge for them this year. But I I see this team pushing for a playoff spot for sure. Well, they can only go up because they were 14th place, dead last in the West. So I'm I think they'll be better as well though. Now, Seattle Sounders, Chase's favorite team. I once was guilty of posting a picture of a Seattle Sounder, Sounders fan uh, eating nachos, and I said, I hope you choke in the video. Um, anyways, uh, this Seattle Sounders team, as much as I hate them, they are <laughs> looking solid this year. Um, I know you disagree, but I, I feel like having won the Champions League 
last year, this team is going to come back with a vengeance in the league. You know, they missed out on the playoffs, and I think they're really going to focus on the playoffs to prove a point to the league that that's where they belong and that they belong, you know, kind of pushing for those top spots in the Western Conference and pushing for an MLS Cup. See, the Seattle squad I really like, actually, and I think 11th place in the West last season was a bit of a fluke. And, yeah, they won the Champions League. They're always competing in these tournaments. I just think I think it's time for that dynasty to slow down a bit. I, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. I, I put them in and around the playoffs just because I think Jordan Morris has been figured out in the league. Whenever I watch him on the left-hand side, it's like it's like you said, he's just like a pit bull just sprinting straight up and down the line. And I think a lot of teams have figured him out. Ladero has quality, but I think he's slowing down. Gel Paulo just got back from his injury, and he's a real game changer. You saw how they were without him last season. I don't know if he has the same um, engine in him. I hope I'm wrong because he's a quality player to watch. Jackson Reagan looks like he'll be starting at center back, and I was not impressed with him last season. And I don't know. I feel like Stephen Fry, Rui Diaz, I feel like some of these core guys, I just – I don't see him maintaining that like top tier production that they've had um, in the league. And I'm not just being a hater because I'm a Portland fan. I just genuinely injury concerns because this is an aging team. And I think, I think it's going to get the best of them. See, I agree with you there. I think they're definitely aging, but that's where I feel like they're going to put their focus into the league. Um, I mean, aside from Rui Diaz, they still have Freddie Montero and Ebert up top now. Um, so they have this experience in the league. They have these guys that are proven goal scorers. Aside from Lodero, they have Albert Rusnak that can step into that spot and give Lodero the rest that he needs to be able to be there for the big games. Um, Alec, I mean, Reagan in the back, I feel like, yeah, I wasn't convinced of them last year, but the biggest thing for young center backs is just time, giving them time and games. And I think that's going to be huge for him this year. And he's going to grow throughout the season. Um, Stephen Fry, I freaking hate him. Um, but, you know, they, I agree. Jordan Morris, I'm not impressed. I don't think that guy should be getting a sniff at the national team. But I don't know. I There's a lot I hate about this team. And that's mostly, mostly because I'm a Timbers fan. But, I still feel like this team is going to finish pretty high in the the conference. I hope you're wrong. But moving on to Sporting Kansas City and Cristiano Ronaldo City. That's right. 12th place in the West last season. And, yeah, first thing you got to mention is the whole Ronaldo saga that went on during the World Cup. Can we just talk about how crazy it would have been if Cristiano Ronaldo signed for a 12th place Western Conference MLS club? Well, with the biggest pitch being that Patrick Mahomes lives in the same city. I mean, we don't even know if we would have started over Johnny Russell, um, Kyrie Shelton. So let's let's pump the brakes there. But that would have been a crazy signing. Picture just first game of the season where Portland fans seeing Cristiano Ronaldo just lining up against just some random MLS legend like Diego Chara. That would have been exciting to see. But I don't know. I, I'm high on... Uh, SKC right now. I think at the end of last season when they had William Agata and Eric Tomey transferred in, they had a really good production-wise end of the season, and I think Alan Polito's injury, if he's back healthy, that's big for them. I think the only question marks for me are in the back. Uh, Courtney Ford is out for most likely the entire season, and they're looking really thin at the back. I know they just signed a former Nashville and Finnish league defender, um, but Graham Zusi still hanging in there at right the back dinosaur somehow. Dinosaur Graham Zusi, and yeah, I don't know. For me, I think it's just all the all the questions have to do with the back line. Yeah, I, I agree. This back line is looking really weak. I'm surprised Graham Zusi still has hair on his head. That guy is ancient. And uh, rumor has it, actually, the reason they weren't able to get Cristiano Ronaldo is because Johnny Russell's occupying the number seven jersey right now. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. This team, I feel like their whole entire 
hope for any sort of off season just lies with that front line. And uh, it lies with Polito's, you know, health and, and where they're able to kind of go from there. But I don't see this being a team that's going to be able to push for the off season at all. Old take. You're not a Peter Vermees believer, I take it. So. I don't. I feel like Peter Vermees. I feel like pre- Peter Vermees is just a coach that is overstayed his welcome. And Sporting Kansas City is like a host that's too nice to kick somebody out. But he's like that guy who just stays way too long at your house, but you want to go to bed. And he's just still there. That Midwest just niceness coming through. How about the new team, St. Louis SC? Real original name right off the bat. I do not like this roster at all. I think it looks like a USL championship roster for sure to me. When they were coming in for their expansion draft, um, the Timbers had Zach McGraw unprotected, and I thought that would have been a huge pickup for them. I thought they they would have definitely gone in for Zach McGraw, but they didn't. Um, I think that was a big miss for them because he's young. He's a proven MLS defender. I think he could have been a guy to build their team off of. Um, and then when I look at the rest of the roster, there just isn't any any names that pop out to me. I really like the way they've branded themselves. I like their jerseys. I like their badge. But the team doesn't excite me. I, I have this team just not doing anything in the league except feeding points to everybody else. Yeah, and it's really sad to see after especially the last few expan- expansion seasons for teams have gone pretty well, and they've kind of been competing for playoffs. But you're right. There's nobody really on this team that really stands out. I think Tim Parker was a good signing to anchor them in the back. Um, Nicholas Giochini, U.S. national team kind of fringe winger, was a good pickup. But Roman Berkey was kind of touted as their big signing, the Dortmund goalkeeper. But, yeah, I I see these guys as like a bottom feeder, maybe even wooden spoon team, honestly, for me. I agree. I think uh, buying a goalie from Europe that was already past it and doing pretty poorly in Europe is not enough to save you uh, getting the last place in the league. Last, but maybe least, the Vancouver Whitecaps. Hey, man, do not disrespect Vanny Sartini's men like that. I, I have this team pushing for not last place this year. <laughs> I have this team doing something better than scraping the bottom of the table. See, Vanny Sartini seems like a good morale coach, but I question his tactics, and last season it just wasn't enough for them. They started off poor and had a good end of the season run but couldn't quite squeak into the playoffs, and it kind of seems like the story for Vancouver. You know, their offseason, they were ninth place last season, but their offseason, you know, seemed kind of quiet to me. They got... Sergio Cordova, RSL striker, who didn't exactly light up the league, and I think his like efficiency for goals per game was like statistically one of the worst striking seasons in league history because he was off target so much. Um, Ryan Gold, Christian Dahomey, Julian Gressel, I think there's good pieces there, but I'm just not sold. I don't think they have enough. I don't believe in the coach. Uh, a signing, another signing I really liked was they got a goalkeeper, Takauka, from the J-League, who has been touted as the Japanese Nick Romando. So maybe having some stability in the back I think will be good. But What a comparison to have, man. Nick Romando getting some respect in Japan. Anyways, I, I, I like some of the pieces they have here. I really like Julian Garessel, uh best crosser in the league by far. Um, if Brian Over White, Elvis Powell, unless you're trying to cross to like the last row and just <laughs> smash some random fan in the face, he was in like row J. Like I, I don't know, dude. Elvis Powell is pretty tor- terrible. <laughs> uh, Julian Gressel, though, the guy delivers some amazing passes, and if Brian White could put together any sort of like streak of games where he's healthy, I think they could you know, kind of get some goals just through those two players. But aside from that, the rest of this team isn't super exciting. I agree with you. I think Vanny Sartini is a great morale coach. Um, But I think his tactics and how he's been able to get this team to perform over the last year and a half kind of proves why he's just part of a coaching staff. 
why he's an assistant coach, not why he should be the head coach. Um, he's great at getting guys to buy in to what he wants to do, but what he's getting them to buy into is not a winning <laughs> formula. It's coming in at ninth place every season. But what about how about Sebastian Burhalter? Of course, Greg's son. You think him? What do you you already know Greg's out here pulling a, a Claudio Bravo, and it's going to be pulling some strings to get some play time for that guy. You think he's going to stoop to the level of the the whole Reina situation? I I hope not. I don't know. I I like the name. It's catchy. I like the I like the kicks. I like the style. I like the bounce passes. But I don't know much about his son at all. Well said. How about we're going to do a ranking now that we've gone through every team where we think each one of these clubs are going to finish at the end of the season. So we got 14 teams here in the Western Conference, and let's go let's go bottom of the conference to top. Why don't you start us off, Chase? All right, starting off bottom of the conference, I'm going to go with St. Louis SC. My wooden spoon winners, um, there's nothing about this team that excites me at all. Um, I'm really excited to see their DP goalie. Just get some goals bagged on them all year long. What yep. about you? I St. Louis as well. I think their best thing they have going for them is their stadium. Nothing on the field, personally. You're going to see them, of course, actually, in St. Louis, right? I am. I'm going there to watch the Timbers play. Um, Seems like a classic Timbers to just go there and lose to the worst. I'm, I'm going there to watch the Timbers lose 4-0 against the worst team in the league. Um, I totally expect this team to pull a Cincinnati and in like three years' time be pushing for like the top spot in the league. Just three years of garbage time, though? It's going to be three years of garbage. Uh, just just get ready for that, <laughs> St. Louis fans. Anyways, moving on to 13th spot, second last. I have Vancouver. As much as I like Vanny Sartini for his morale building. and Not I like that Julie much, apparently. You know, morale can only get you so far. You know, Ted Lasso is not going to pull you so far up the league. That's uh, right. I I like Julian Gressel. I like Brian White. But there isn't much about this team that really sells me. I think this team is definitely going to be just kind of in and around the bottom of the table. Yeah, I got them in a similar place. But 13th for me, I'm going Minnesota. I think with Reynoso especially looking like he's maybe out or at least his head's not in the right place. I just don't see nearly enough from Minnesota to be anywhere competing. All right. My 12th spot, third to last, is Houston Dynamo. I am not convinced with this team at all. I, I know you have them a lot higher in your list. I think the fact that they have Ache Ache in the midfield is just its going to be terrible for them. They have this aging dinosaur that they have to play because he's their DP and he's on high wages, but the guy is useless until you get him a ball in a very specific spot and he can hit a diagonal through ball. Other than that, the guy is useless and you're basically playing down a man. I feel like he's he doesn't impress me at all in the games I've watched. Um, I might be a little salty for some, for some uh, previous Gold Cup matches against the U.S. team, but I, I don't like him. I don't think he's a great player for MLS. I think he's past it, and I think Houston have wasted their DP spot on him. Yeah, not not bad reasoning right there. Not a Hector Herrera fan, I take it. But I think for me, 12th place, Vancouver, for all the reasons you mentioned. I like Ryan Gold. I like Julian Gressel. But there's just not enough there to make them competing in the West for a playoff spot, in my opinion. Short and sweet, I like it. Moving on to my 11th spot, I have Sporting Kansas City. I am not big on this team at all. I there isn't much about this roster that really excites me as much as I like former OSU Beavers striker Kyrie Shelton. Um, I think Johnny Russell has kind of been past his best days in MLS. Um, you know, there isn't a ton else about this team. And like you discussed earlier, that, you know, the lack of depth at center back I think is going to be huge for this team. And I think they're going to just really suffer from it. Yep. 11th place for me, I got the Colorado Rapids. The Rapids, I liked a lot of their moves. It's just, I think that'll take time to gel. 
and maybe get those guys to buy into Robin Frazier's system. I think he's a great coach, but Colorado just seems like a money ball type of team where they don't really swing too big, and they have a lot of good pieces, yet I just feel like there's not anybody really decisive. I'm excited for the Kevin Cabral move, though, because Colorado kind of seems like a place where fringe, underperforming MLS guys just find their home in the league. And I think I think he'll be better, but I would love to see them make the playoffs. I agree. I, I would love to see Colorado do better than they do, and that's why I have them a little bit higher in my list. Um, my 10th spot, I have Minnesota. You know, they're not going to be singing Wonderwall too happily this year. Uh, I don't. I don't think this team is going to do a ton. I don't know what it is. Like when I look at their roster, there isn't like a ton about it that says they shouldn't be doing well. If Reynoso pops off, they could very well be pushing for a playoff spot. Um, but I feel like this team just hasn't evolved with the way the league is going. I don't. I don't see this team pushing for a good spot. Um, they have a solid goalie. They have a really solid number 10. Fragapane on the left is, is good. But for whatever reason, when I watch this team and the moves I've seen them make, it doesn't excite me, and I don't see them pushing past the teams that are above them. Yep. Similarly, 10th place, I have Rail Salt Lake. And I just think they they don't have enough firepower. I feel like they've overperformed the last couple of seasons with their roster just out of sheer will. Um, they've got good pieces. I really like Jefferson Severino coming back last season, but maybe the Bobby Wood move hurts them. Not really, because that guy didn't really do anything except score a bicycle kick two years ago. But I don't know. I just don't see Salt Lake really competing for anything this season at all. I agree. Uh, I have them a little bit higher on my list, but I, I, I also don't see them doing much uh my ninth place spot i have colorado rapids um i have them a little bit higher than you purely out of the fact that i think kevin cabral is gonna have a big season this year i think that guy is gonna carry them quite a bit um they have barrios coming in as like a you know kind of a bench option um uh it just seems like the mls way for colorado to pull off some upsets but still not make the playoffs so I think I think this is like the perfect spot for them, a ninth place spot Just for Colorado. Not quite terrible, but also not a playoff team. Not great. I think they're going to do enough to get their fans excited and then just let them down at the end of the season. The Colorado way. Just enough to, you know, kind of keep their ownership from making big, big moves, but not enough to, like, you know, suffice their demands. Ninth place for me, maybe a bit of a surprising one, LA Galaxy. I just, I think last season just was, I'm not, I'm not convinced with Greg Vanny yet at LA Galaxy. I think he, that first season, they really choked at the end of the year, didn't make the playoffs, and then they beat Nashville last season in the playoffs, but I think Chicharito has been good, Jovovich has been good, but I think really if teams can just go all in and man mark and target Ricky Puig, then that's going to be the real heart of their team gone. And then their defense, I'm not really convinced with. I think Araujo's a big loss. And Chris Mavinga, I don't know how he's still a soccer player. I, I'm a little more up on LA Galaxy than you are. But, you know, respect to your, to your stance there. I, I have in our next spot here, I have RSL coming in at eighth place, just barely missing out on the playoffs. And a lot of this purely becomes just comes from my experience as an MLS fan and the fact that this underdog story of RSL is going to take over and these guys are going to push until the last day of the season to get into the playoffs. Um, there isn't a ton about this team that excites me. They have an aging Justin Miram coming off the bench. They have Jefferson Savarino. But I think Demir Krylock is just solid and proven in MLS. Zach McMath is going to carry this team almost to the offseason. But with that being said, I don't see them making the playoffs. I just have them at that eighth spot purely because I feel like this is a team that is going to play for their coach and just grind out results. It's not going to be exciting to watch them. I feel bad for RSL fans because it's not an exciting game to watch, 
but I feel like they're going to be right in and around that top for playoffs. Yep, and moving on into the playoffs teams, top seven, unless the league decides that more teams get in the playoffs. Wait, wait, you got to tell me about your eighth place team, man. Oh, oh, I, I just didn't want to talk about them, I guess. Seattle Sounders. See, I love the Seattle roster, honestly, as a Portland fan. I just think age is going to finally catch up with some of their some of their better players. And, for example, I don't think Rui Diaz will fall off the map, but I just don't think he'll be arguably like the best striker in the league, especially in big moments for Seattle. I think Jordan Morris has passed it. Roldan, um, both Christian and Alex, I think are great pieces, but does Joe Paolo come back completely off the ground running? I'm not so sure. Outside of the playoffs, the second season in a row for me. That's a really bold claim. I, I'm not so sure I agree with that, actually. Um, but going with my first playoff spot in seventh place, I have San Jose. Love it. Having a really disappointing season last year. I see this team on the up. I, I'm really excited about what they're building there. I really love Jeremy Abobasi. Um, I loved what he did at Portland. I was really sad when we saw him go. I think Caden Cowell is going to have a, a huge season, similar to how uh, Jesus Ferreira did, where he had a, a down season before he had a really big up season last year. Caden Cowell was on the down last year. He's still, I think, only 19 years old. I think he's going to have a huge year this year and uh, kind of be pushing for a big move to Europe uh, where he's going to play in like the Turkey Premiership or some some random small European league that everybody's going to tout as this huge move for him to get into the ML, uh, the U.S. national team. But uh, either way, I think he's going he's gonna to have a big season this year. Um, Espinosa on the right I think is huge for them. But I see them just squeaking into the playoffs, just barely past RSL. Yeah, seventh place, last playoff spot for me. Houston Dynamo. I really like their offseason minus Ben Olsen, but I think they're going to give him a shot. I think he knows the league. You can argue his his knowing of the league and experience is definitely not great experience, but he's got to have some useful, useful experience um, in that locker room, and I just really liked a lot of their moves. You love everything about them except for the guy that's going to set them up and all his experience is just losing. Maybe Ben Olsen pulls one out of the bag 2013 DC United Open Cup style, and they win a trophy. You never know. That would be a huge, huge win for Houston if they got a trophy this year. Moving on to a better team in Texas, I have FC Dallas coming in at sixth place. I like this team. I like what they're building. I like what they did last year, but I think they overperformed last year. Um, I don't see them pushing for that a top three, even top four spot. I think this is definitely a team that's going to be getting an away match in the first round of the playoffs. Jesus Ferreira was exceptional last year. I think he'll be good this year. I don't think he's going to be great. Um, Alan Velasco on the left and Ariola on the right, I think, are going to be kind of their big players this year. I think Ferreira is going to fall off, and they're going to rely a lot more on their wings. They have Paxton Pomichol and Sebastian Legette coming through the midfield. I think they'll both be really important this year. Legette, I've never been very convinced of. He's a very solid MLS player, but he doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to be a huge game changer that's going to drive them up the table. Sixth place for me, Sporting Kansas City. I think, barring some major injuries, I think they'll be back in the playoffs. Not a home playoff team, but I think Alan Polito, Willie Agata, and then Eric Tomey is a great core kind of midfield and forward lineup. And they've got a lot of proven players in the league. Whether or not they can be back at their production, they were kind of those 2018-2019 good seasons for sporting, we're not sure. But I think they can be good. It's fair. It's fair. My fifth place team is my beloved Portland Timbers. And this purely for me hinges on whether or not the Timbers pull in a big TAM uh, signing for center back. I think if they pull in a really solid center back, I could see this team jumping from 
fifth place up to third. Um, but where the the roster lies right now, I see them finishing fifth. It's going to be with a lot of goals scored and a lot of goals conceded. Um, this team looks great going forward. And you look at the the talent they have going forward with Santi Moreno, Yemi Chara, Nias Goda, Mora when he's healthy, Evander, Williamson making those deep runs going forward. They have Aspria coming off the bench when he's healthy, Marvin Villoria, Blanco. There's so many pieces that Savarese has at his disposal to be able to kind of mix and match and really change it up on teams. And it's so hard because all those players are so quality and they play so differently that I think we're going to be electric in our attack this year, yet our defense is going to be what lets us down. Zach McGraw, I think, is going to get a lot of very valuable minutes, and I think he's the future of our back line that I hope we never leave open for an expansion draft again. But Mabiala and Zuperich, I think, definitely should not be starting in this league. I think we should pull in somebody else to start alongside McGraw. Um, and if that does happen, I think this is a team that can be pushing for a third spot. Well said. Fifth place for me, San Jose Earthquakes. I'm really big on the Luchi Gonzalez way of soccer, and I think what he did at FC Dallas um, was really impressive, and I think he's going to bring that to San Jose, really invest in the academy, because that seems like a good hotbed of talent right now. And I like their offseason. I think they brought in some good pieces. They had some good pieces last year, just not a good core team. And I think this season they can really be really begin a good fight to a lot of these top top teams and finish in the playoffs, I think. That's fair. That's fair. Coming in at my fourth place team, I have the LA Galaxy. Um, similar to the Timbers, this kind of comes with like a reason why I'm I'm putting them there is I think a lot of this hinges on the minutes that Jovalich gets. Jovalich I think is gonna be their most important player. And for whatever reason, I think Greg Vanny is not going to give him the time that he deserves. Um, I think Chicharito is a great player for them up top. Just don't let him take penalties. Um, like you said, Ricky Pooge is going to be targeted this year, but I think he has the quality to overcome that. Uh, he's he's class on the ball, and I think if they start to target him out of games, I think this team can go a little bit more direct into Chicharito because he has the quality to kind of help spring their attack from there. And if they're giving Jovalich the time, I can see this team being dangerous. It's it's not going to allow other teams to push forward and double up on Ricky Pooge because they're, they're going to be exposed a little bit further back. Um, the loss of Julian Araujo is going to be, it's going to be, I think, big for them. Um, but I see this team still pushing forward ahead of that. Yeah, fourth place for me, FC Dallas. I think they fall down one spot. Um, like a lot of their moves, I think just Matt Hedges is a big loss for them that I don't think they'll fully be quite the same in defense at. That's fair. I have Seattle Sounders coming in at third place. I know you're not up on this team. but it hurts you to say, I'm sure. I, I don't like saying it, but I'm just going to accept it now before I just watch it happen. Uh, as I check the standings this year. They have all the pieces there to put a good run in. I know you think this team's getting a little old, but they have a lot of really good pieces there that I think they're going to be able to push for a top spot. I think they're going to put a lot more of their focus into the league this year. They have Lodero is solid. They have Rusnak to cover there. Um, Obed Vargas, when he comes back from injury, is going to be solid for them. He's a young guy that's going to be able to add some youth into that midfield. Um, Stephen Fry, as much as I hate him, is just solid in goal. Rui Diaz, if he can put any sort of form together this year, any sort of healthy streak, he's going to be great for them. And then they have the striker depth to cover for him when he's gone. So I, I, I see this team pushing for a top three spot in the West. Yeah, third place for me. I'm going Portland. And... That sounds really biased, but I think last season was an anomaly. And the only time with Coach Geo they've missed the playoffs. And it was a really bad injury year for us last season. But I think if we have consistent, healthy forwards, at least one of Nia's go to Armora. I know last season either one was out or one was just getting back from injury. And we had to put a Spria up there sometimes. We had Nathan Okaga came in and didn't really contribute as much as 
think he would have liked to. But I think there's question marks at the back, but I think McGraw and Zuperic can be a decent back pairing. It's just the depth that worries me. Anytime Mabiala is on the pitch, I feel like Timbers are prone to some random goal where somebody will like shoot it and it'll ricochet through his legs and then somebody will have a tap in at the back post. And then two days later, he'll be doing a TikTok dance in Providence Park with an empty stadium. Say what you will about Mabial. He always turns up for tournament play, though. In any knockout competition, that guy turns into just prime he's Maldini. The, he's the Dyrone Espria of center backs. That guy just turns up as soon as the playoffs come around. All right, moving on. A little bit of a controversial take here, considering their form last year. But I have LAFC coming second in the West. As much as I like the pieces they have in this team, Cifuentes, to me, is a, a player that could be playing in the top five league in Europe. Um, Dennis Buanga is going to be huge for them off the left. I think missing that top striker in uh, Chicho Arango is going to be huge for them. I don't see them being like a Man City team that can survive a season without a striker. I, I think they really need somebody that can step into that role and and do the work for them and and be the goal scorer and i think they're gonna kind of see what they're missing out on in the summer when we do that cross tournament with Liga mx and he comes back and he's just gonna be bagging them against mls teams i i can't remember the name of the tournament off the top of my head right now league's cup the league's cup i think when chicho arango comes back and he's playing against mls teams i think lafc is gonna realize what they're missing out on um with that being said there's still so much quality in this team. They're definitely going to be pushing for that top two spot all the way to the end of the season. I think they're going to be pushing the the number one seed as well. Yeah, quick note on that League's Cup. So Christian Arango went to Pachuca, who is the current reigning champions in Liga MX. So both them and LAFC have a bye for the first round. So they'll be on opposite sides of the tournament too. So theoretically, they could meet in the final and... That I would, would be a good matchup. I was about to say I would love to see that, but I wouldn't because I want to see the Timbers make the final. But I think it's going to be really fun to watch them this summer play in that competition. Yeah, second place for me, I got Austin. Same as last year. Such a good club. So good to watch, and they have such a great attack and such a good flowing aspect to their game. But I just don't think they overtake LAFC. That's where I disagree because I have Austin coming in at my number one spot. I think the the pickup of Zardes up top is going to be huge for them, being able to bounce between him and Rudy, um, depending on the the needs for the game. I think Triusi is going to have another huge season for them. Um, The pickup of Rigoni off the right is going to be huge. Fagundes has been looking excellent in the preseason. I don't know. I just I see this team being huge really really good this next year timbers legend julio cascante in the back line um i don't know i i'm really up on this team and i i see them pushing for more lafc i think um having kind of conquered the league now i think they're gonna be putting a little bit more of their energy into the champions league whereas i feel like austin fc still has that mentality that they need to prove something in mls and they're not going to be putting so much energy into the champions league as uh, lafc yeah, I've got LAFC at first just because the only question mark was losing Arango, but even last season, I feel like they could have just swapped out just a single player from that front line with just a bench player, and they'd be okay just because they were so dominant in other aspects of the game. I think Boenga, Carlos Villa, maybe Opoku is ready to take a major leap and be a contributor, and then they've got that young Croatian forward. But all that being said, LAFC's a team who you know could swoop in at any time with a major signing at striker and really change, really just change like their output offensively. And I think they'll go all in for Champions League, but LAFC is just a deep squad that I can just see just running multiple competitions, multiple trophies. Kind of like last year, they got Supporter Shield and the MLS Cup. It's a fair. Uh... Fair assessment. I, I agree with a lot of what you said there, but I just have a feeling that Austin FC is going to be pushing for that top spot this year. But that is our predictions. Let's go ahead and just run through it from top to bottom. 
Um, I have Austin FC finishing first, LAFC second, Seattle in third, LA Galaxy in fourth, Portland Timbers coming in at fifth, FC Dallas at sixth, San Jose at seventh, RSL at eighth, Colorado at ninth, Minnesota at tenth, SKC, Houston, Vancouver, and St. Louis finishing out the bottom of the table in the places that nobody cares about. Yep, for me, first place I got LAFC. I think they win the Shield as well. Second, Austin. Third, Portland. Fourth, FC Dallas. Fifth, San Jose. Sixth, SKC. Seventh, Houston Dynamo. Eighth, Seattle Sounders. Nine, LA Galaxy. Tenth place, Ralph Salt Lake. Eleven, Colorado Rapids. Twelfth, Vancouver Whitecaps. Thirteen, Minnesota United. And Wooden Spoon, 14th place, St. Louis. I also have St. Louis coming in with a wooden spoon. All right, those are our predictions for the Western Conference. And now I think to wrap off this episode, since this is going to be coming out right before the start of the MLS season, we should go through this first match week of games. Let's go ahead and give some predictions. Uh, I think it would be fun if we kind of keep track of our predictions and uh, maybe keep a little bit of running score to see how we go throughout the season. Yeah, we're going to do one point if you guess the result right. For example, if I think Nashville is going to win week one against NYCFC, and I guess that they win, and they do, but I guess the score wrong, you get one point. If you guess the right score and the right result, three points. And we're going to be keeping score and seeing seeing how accurate we are. But first matchup, opening kickoff, Nashville hosting NYCFC. I'm going to go 2-0 Nashville. I also have Nashville winning, but I think it's gonna be um, I think it's gonna be a two one. I see Nashville being able to win this game, but I don't see NYCFC getting shut out. Game two, Atlanta United hosting San Jose. I actually like San Jose better, but I just think Atlanta with the hype and their stadium, new striker, I think I think Atlanta wins two zero. I disagree. I like San Jose. I think they're gonna come out <coughs> red hot this season i think they're gonna they're gonna shut down this atlanta hype on week one and they're gonna win one zero charlotte hosting new england revolution i'm gonna go one one draw that's a good that's a good shout i think i have charlotte coming in with a win on week one i think they had a disappointing season last year and i think they're gonna be ready to kind of prove people wrong this year with a 2-1 win for charlotte Intriguing one for me. Cincinnati hosting Houston. I'm going to go 3-2 Cincinnati winning. They've got a lot of firepower, and I think Houston is going to be an exciting team to watch, but it's going to be hard to contain Cincinnati's uh, attack. That's fair. I, I feel like Cincinnati's also going to win, but it's going to be 3-0. I, I think they're going to just smear Houston this week. D.C. United hosting Toronto FC at Audi Field. I'm going... 3-0 Toronto, I think. I'm not a believer in the Wayne Rooney experiment that's going on there. I agree. I think D.C. is going to be in absolute shambles this year. I think Toronto is going to beat them 2-0. How about Inter-Miami hosting Montreal? I'm going to go 2-1 Miami. Both teams in this matchup, not really too high on, but I think Miami wins. Home field advantage, maybe Yosef Martinez bags a goal. I was going to say Miami, but I have a feeling Montreal is going to pull something out here. It's going to be a 1-0 win for Montreal. Orlando versus New York Red Bulls. See, I'm really high on Orlando this season, but I think it's going to take maybe a couple months for them to figure themselves out. I'm going to go 1-1 draw here. I think Red Bulls grab a point on the road. I agree with the draw, but I'm going to go ahead and say 2-2, actually. Another good one here. Philadelphia Union hosting New Look Columbus. I think Columbus will be exciting, but Philly's just too dominant of a team. I'm going to go 3-0 Philly. I agree. I think Philly's going to dominate the season, but I'm going to go ahead and go with 2-0. Austin hosting St. Louis for their first ever game. I see a bloodbath here, especially in Austin. 5-0. I'm going to go 5-0 Austin. 5-0. Wow. I, I'm going to agree with your prediction of Austin – beating st louis but i think there's going to be too much heart from the st louis team to give up five goals i'm going to go with 
3-0. Dallas versus Minnesota. Honestly, kind of my most underwhelming matchup for the week. Dallas, I think, gets a good win. I'm going to say 2-1 Dallas. I agree. It's not a very exciting game. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. Portland versus Sporting Kansas City. The battle of just very paper thin defense and center back pairings. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go two zero Portland win. I agree Portland's gonna win, but I think the lack of just any sort of defensive depth and structure for both these teams, it's gonna be a thriller. I think it's gonna be Portland three two. Very nice. And I think the marquee matchup, it's at the Rose Bowl, it's been heavily advertised. LA Galaxy versus LAFC. Should be an exciting game to watch. I think LAFC, though, is going to dominate. I'm going to go 3-0 LAFC. Wow. I think LA Galaxy is coming back with a vengeance. I think they're going to come back after losing to them in the playoffs last year in El Trafico semifinal. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say 2-1 LA Galaxy. I think they're coming back, and they want to start the season off right, and they're going to edge out a win here. Vancouver Whitecaps hosting RSL, the Sergio Cordova Derby right here. I'm thinking <laughs> this is this, this, this has got to be worse than the Dallas-Minnesota game. <laughs> I was going to say, I spoke too soon. This seems like the worst matchup. This screams nil-nil to me. I'm going nil-nil tie. I'm going one-nil off of Julian Gressel cross to Vancouver. For an own goal. For an own goal off of Justin Glad. And last but not least, Seattle versus Colorado. I think the Sounders get a victory here. I'm going to go 1-0 Seattle. I'm going 2-0 Seattle here. I think they're going to clean up. I think it's going to be a dominant performance performance from uh, Seattle. And that's going to do it. We previewed Eastern Conference last episode, Western Conference this week. Looking ahead, we're going to be releasing an episode every Monday, looks like. We'll recap the previous week's results and then talk about other things in the league. We're going to be doing a kit review next week when all the kits officially drop. So I'm excited for that. What do you think? I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun kind of going over the games. I'm excited to go over these results uh, for this first week of games. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be fun. Thank you guys for watching. This has been Jacob and Chase and episode two of the MLS Net Boys show.